Welcome to season two of Otani Comes to America, a podcast about the baseball sensation Shohei Otani, who came over from Japan to the U.S. as a two-way baseball player, both a pitcher and a hitter. Yeah, and this offseason he went back to Japan, and now he's back. Um, this is season two. Yeah, his uh, sophomore season. You know, last year he was a rookie. And this is a podcast about it. And I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. And we're your hosts. If you didn't listen last season, we basically covered the whole year for Otani, which was an interesting year. Yeah, we went week to week, gave you updates on his stats, how he's doing, rookie of the year race to homers, pitching stats, and sadly, a lot of injury reports. So we basically... Finished off last season in mid-October as the Angels were not in the playoffs. (laughs) Yeah, so now we're going to give you a recap of the offseason, everything that happened, at least the more important stuff, right? and some info on spring training and all that, and yeah, so let's get into it. Yeah, so we left off the season with a couple of question marks. Right. How's his elbow? Is he going to get rookie of the year? Will he be back in 2019? We got a few answers. Yeah. Let's start with that rookie of the year race. Yeah, it was basically, I mean, Labor Torres was in the race too, but it was really down to him and Miguel Andujar. So he was facing off against two Yankees, and we actually did a whole episode debating Otani versus Andujar for rookie of the year. Mm -hmm. And, like, we're not biased because we're Yankees fans, so (laughs) it was actually an interesting argument, but Mm -hmm. Otani prevailed, and he won Rookie of the Year. Yeah. One Otani beats two Yankees. We know the (laughs) math there. Um, Yeah. Well-deserved. I mean... And by a lot, too. Like, he got 25 of 30 first-place votes. Yeah, that was a no-brainer for the voters. You know, for people who don't know, what Otani is doing as a two-way player is historic. It's not something that's done much. He's, like, the first of his kind, really, to excel this much since Babe Ruth. So I think that factored a lot into the voting. Yeah, like, the whole season, um, we would talk about his comparisons to Babe Ruth and the first player to do this since Babe Ruth. But right. He was also obliterating every Babe Ruth stat and anything Babe Ruth accomplished um, within his first season. And that was him being, like, healthy for, like, 50% of it. Right. So, yeah, you can only imagine what he could have done. Yeah. And speaking of, like, the Yankees stuff, too, you actually brought up to me a funny quote that Hideki Matsui said. The Godzilla. (laughs) Hideki was pretty much saying how... Otani deserves this award and how proud of him he is, but how he has to like lay back because he's a Yankees player, uh, pretty much a Yankees legend. Right. So he has to like keep it on the low, low. <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, not many Japanese players have won it. Otani's only the fourth Japanese born player to get rookie of the year. That's crazy. So yeah, it was pretty wild. He deserved it. He had. A 3.31 ERA with 63 strikeouts over 51 and two-thirds innings. And 
batted 285 average with 925 OPS, 22 home runs, 61 RBIs, 10 stolen bases, and 367 plate appearances. So that was also within like a lot of time off from injuries too, like at least a month worth and like more. So no, yeah, a bunch of injured time off. We call it the injured list now. Yeah. <laughs> he spent some time there and it was also that weird period where the angels weren't allowing him to face any lefties either. So he was just getting a bunch of days off. Um, right. We actually had that running joke that every day was a off day for Otani. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so we could still only wish and hope to see what he can do in a full season. Speaking of that, too, at the end of the year, there was like fright and worries throughout the season that Otani would need Tommy John surgery. Mm -hmm. And like even during that major period in June where he was out, we were like, wow, is he going to be out like the rest of the season and all that? And it turns out he wasn't at that point. And he kept playing, but then the news came later. Yeah. Well, yeah, I remember, like, every episode we were, like, scared of what might happen. <laughs> like, oh, he's still there, and it's only a fracture on his elbow, and the PCP shots are working. Right. But, yeah, later on, we got the bad news, and fortunately, they were able to let him DH, so he was hitting, he wasn't pitching, but we got to see one side of the Otani legend which is his hitting and yeah he killed it yeah and even like after he was told that he needed tommy john surgery which was at the beginning of september he still kept on hitting which is something not a lot of people would do and he kept like killing it too like i remember the news broke he went on like a tear that night off bro it was two home runs and like a double like five rbis right it was bananas and like in all those remaining games in September, like he kept killing it. So he said he doesn't regret that. He said he thinks it was the right decision to wait till the beginning of October to get the surgery because he said that basically that experience really helped him and that even if it was going to push his recovery timeline back for this season, it was still worth it. Yeah, man. You can only win rookie of the year once. <laughs> And he got it. (laughs) So it ended up paying off. But last year in general seemed like, you know, he was really just trying to get as much experience as possible and learn about how he can adjust in the league. Right. And we saw that happen. Like I mentioned earlier, like they weren't even letting him bat against lefties. And once the Angels gave in and started playing him, he showed improvements right away. The dude was hitting the balls anywhere. Doubles and homers, like. And I think that's a big thing about Otani mm-hmm. is that he's like a quick learner. But yeah, so he had the Tommy John surgery and it went well. Yeah, that was one of the questions that we left off the season, not knowing how it would go or how he would feel. But yeah, went pretty well. And since the beginning of spring training, he's started tossing the ball with the boy Ipe. If you guys remember the legend of Ipe, who was his translator, a.k.a. one of his besties. Right. He's started his baseball activities already, which is great news. And so we know that he's not going to be pitching this year because after Tommy John, that takes like over a year, Mm -hmm. around a year, like 12 to 18 months. At the least, yeah. Right, to recover. But he is going to be hitting this year. So, you know, that's the advantage of being a two-way player. 
and the news is that we might see him playing in an official game as soon as May. Right. That's what the Angels manager said, which is another big news drop. And we'll get to more Angels news later, but Mike Sosha is gone and Brad Osmus is in. Hey, the new Angels are here. (laughs) (laughs) and They're here to stay. But yeah, there's a lot of changes that went on in the organization in the offseason and all for the better. I think the team looks a little better than it did last year. Yeah, I mean, we can just get into it now. Yeah. Like, they added Matt Harvey, a.k.a. Ooh. the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. <laughs> There's not many buildings to fly off of in California, <laughs> For those who don't know, he used to play for the Mets. And mm-hmm. That was his nickname, you know, Gotham's... Uh, he was more of a villain than a hero, <laughs> but... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, literally, the Dark Knight, um, <laughs> not Batman, but... Um, yeah, he was once a beloved Matt, but kind of left in bad terms. He did play a little bit in Cincinnati. Um, he got picked up by them, but yeah, the Angels picked him up this offseason. And there is a chance that he'll be back to a better Matt Harvey. I don't know about a A-game prime Matt Harvey, right. which he was like four or five years ago. But I mean, he- I would take it. A- you know a fraction of that even yeah exactly he has good stuff so they're hoping for the best with that and they got him on a one-year deal and they made a bunch of one-year deals they also got cody allen who's going to be their new closer who came over from the indians and they also got jonathan lucroy and justin bauer so a very solid first baseman which they kind of need help there since um albert pujols is pretty fragile right now (laughs) he's he's looking old-ish young bartolo's looking (laughs) somehow more in shape (laughs) than albert um and pujols still has like years left on his deal so i don't know what they're gonna do with him of big money like big money but Not as much money as Mike Trout, the god, (laughs) best player in baseball, (laughs) the kid from Jersey. Yeah. Got this offseason. Yeah, he signed a basically a 12-year deal for $430 million. You didn't hear that wrong. That was 12 years and $430 million. Yes, like pretty close to half a billion dollars. Yeah. But yeah, that is money for the best player in baseball at least at the moment and right almost all time yeah. i don't want to get ahead of the game but he is the best right now and they do have this like big pujols contract for a few more years and this now trout contract but you know not so good for otani they do have him at a cheap rate because he came to the u.s before like he could make the big bucks where Mm -hmm. basically there's a rule that if you're under 25 and you come over to the u.s from like a international Mm -hmm. team you can only make the league minimum so he's only making five hundred forty-five thousand a year and they gave him like a little raise in the offseason for this year but he's still for six years only making that much and like a one-time signing bonus of a few million, but they're getting him at like dirt cheap, and that kind of helps offset the price of Trout. 
a bit, you know. Oh, yeah, there's a great deal. Although the Angels had to pay a bunch of money to Japan and just tax whatever baseball money deals that I really don't know about. Right, um, but he still would have been worth like 200 mil or something no, over that time. Probably even more. Yeah. But yeah, somehow he gets paid. Yeah, like if he was just a prospect or right. some sort of rookie and Mike Trout is eating all that money up. Yeah. <laughs> He better buy him some fish tacos and Yeah, I mean the word is as we predicted on this <laughs> podcast, you heard it here first. Oh Tony's in love with Mexican food. Bro. Yeah, man. It's confirmed <laughs> by a reporter. Um, we could see him gaining a few pounds in the next couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> but he is a hard worker. I'm sure he could burn those beans off. And with Trout also, he said that like he sees this team as moving towards like a bright future and you know you're always going to say that to a degree but he said like if he didn't see them going in the right direction he would have left or figured something else out so i think he actually does believe in it and he's just like a loyal guy too yeah i mean he's not lying there so like i don't know that i see the angels being like this leader in the division in the next year or two but i think once that like pujols contract expires and we have like prime otani fully healthy in like two years right and we have like prime trout you know eating swelly with 430 mil <laughs> there'll be room for one or two big contracts to come in yeah and you're hoping that the farm system is always building or bringing up a few people that might be better by then and I could see the Angels being top contenders, like, in two to three years. And they do have other good pieces, like Andrelton Simmons at short, who has talked about wanting to stick with the Angels long-term, and Justin Upton, and, like, all these people where if they can build around that and get some, like, solid, consistent pitching and stuff, too, like, they could right. do good. So the 2019 season is starting off Thursday, and, like we mentioned before... Um, Otani has started baseball activities. He was given the green light to start strength training for his right arm February 1st. And yeah, like we mentioned, he started throwing with Ipe, the boy. Yeah, I mean, he's been throwing more and more as time has gone on. And as of like mid-March, he was at like 30%, he said, and throwing as far away as 50 feet. And, yeah, he's also been doing some batting stuff, too, hitting off the tee, taking live pitching, all that. Yeah, and we kind of seen this before. And last time when this happened last season, it only took him about a month to go from that point into going back to his DH role that the Angels gave him. Mm -hmm. I know this time is a little different since he actually had the surgery, but... right. I'm sure it won't be too different. Maybe it'll take him two or three more weeks, but that May dateline might actually happen. Right. And, you know, Otani is a very positive guy, but he has said that so far he doesn't feel anything in his elbow. He said it just feels great and that he just has to, like, you know, keep an eye on it and not rush it just keep a steady pace without overdoing it and hopefully that should be enough for him to come back to hitting yeah i mean it's a smart guy <laughs> sounds like good <laughs> advice to follow 
how do you think though that the angels are gonna like manage the dh spot between him and pujols it's it's super strange right now because like we mentioned before they do have uh justin bauer right who's a solid first baseman the guy hit like 47 bombs like two years ago yeah so he's gonna get a lot of playing time yeah and they don't really want pujols in the field too much anyway yeah like here and there yeah but not all the time no yeah that's where he tends to break himself (laughs) (laughs) pull a muscle or flare something up by diving um for a ball or something so i think we might see some sort of plateau like they were doing at the beginning of last season where Pujols is probably going to hit against lefties and Otani yeah. might come in when there's a clutch situation or there's a righty. I mean, that would also help with like easing Otani in, you know, like mm-hmm. not giving him full on all the ones hitting against every pitcher type thing. Hell yeah. You know, like <laughs> this dude's going to come up to play a game and there's going to be like a two-day period where there's gonna be like freaking 300 cat scans and x-rays <laughs> right. just to see that nothing's being torn or anything and Pujols also like to have not as many dh appearances he can rest a bit more with his old fragile body <laughs> right like i i know we keep mentioning otani and the angels taking care of him but i'm sure they're also trying to keep Pujols healthy that's a lot of money they have invested in him yeah and they also benefit when he's in the lineup and fully healthy you know right he still has pop although you know (laughs) any grounder like (laughs) he's out he's not gonna outrun a ball but um i'm sure they're also trying to keep him healthy so they're probably gonna split their at bats which is good for them it helps them out but yeah i wish Pujols was more like uh the legend, the god, Ichiro. Oh, did Ichiro ever get like injured for like a whole season? I don't think so. He was just a physical specimen, you know. Like- oh yeah, that dude's into stretching. He just <laughs> looks flexible, and I don't know that Pujols is into any of that. No, nah, he <laughs> likes the Mexican food. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the food and hitting dingers, which I'm all about. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Ichiro, man, the boy is finally retired. It's crazy. I don't know if we ever thought we'd see the day. Nah, man. I thought, I don't know, we might see him play till he's like 68 or something. Yeah. Because the dude. He probably could have. Dude, he still looks exactly (laughs) how he looked when he came up, like body shape wise. Dude still has a cannon. His speed is still there somehow at like 45. Um. Yeah, but it sucks to finally see him go and see him take the field for the last time. Yeah, and for those who aren't super familiar with baseball, Ichiro is not on the Angels, but we bring him up because he's basically Otani's idol. And swag consultant. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Um, For real, Ichiro is one of the better dressed players since 2000 when he came out here to america for sure and like basically backstory on it is that otani who is 24 years old now was seven years old when ichiro made his debut in america and basically he saw him thrive and wanted to imitate him 
Yeah, it's wild. I remember earlier this week, I saw, like, I'm pretty sure you probably saw it, too. Like, that whole timeline of, like, Ichiro's career. Yeah. And somehow, like, Ichiro played, like, pro baseball in Japan. And then there's a dot in the bottom that says, Otani was born here. Right. (laughs) It's, like, that is mind-boggling. Yeah. And Otani and all Japanese players haven't had a ton of, you know, Japanese-born players who have come over to MLB and really made a huge impact. But Mm -hmm. Ichiro arguably made the biggest of all. No, this dude is, like top five greatest hitters top three probably and for sure in the like top 10 ever to play right like especially if you take into consideration his japan numbers yeah and his american numbers and if you add the japan ones he's the you know all-time great yeah exactly hits everything like not much of a home run hitter but this dude was an on-base machine and definitely first ballot Hall of Famer, easily, no easily. question. Like, So basically, Ichiro hadn't played like a bunch of last season, but he still was training and he still was on the roster. And while opening day for baseball is this Thursday, like Kev mentioned, mm-hmm. there was a series in Japan that they had two games of the Mariners against the Oakland A's. And... Ichiro played in those two games and then retired on the second day. Yeah. In his home country, in front of the fans that literally stay up to watch or get up super early to watch him play. Um, Yeah. And Otani even stayed up over here to watch the first game. And he couldn't stay up the second one, probably too tired from training. But yeah, he said it was just like amazing to see and... He saw, like, highlights when he woke up, and he couldn't believe it. And even, like, in that second game, too, speaking of, you know, Japanese players, Kikuchi, who's, like, a new player for the Mariners, Mm -hmm. he made his major league debut on that same night, and Ichiro was also one of his idols, so it's just crazy to see. Yeah, super emotional, like, for everybody. Pretty sure you could see, like, people in the crowd tearing up. And Kikuchi himself couldn't hold back the tears when he said his thank yous and goodbyes to Ichiro when he was walking off the field. Right. Um, It was crazy to see just how powerful and meaningful Ichiro is to all these players. Yeah. And it was also wild that during Ichiro's retirement press conference, he even brought up Otani and he said that Shohei needs to be the world's greatest player. There aren't other players like him with his size and quickness. No pressure. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's how he put it. And that's dope to see, though. Like, yeah, it's like just handing it down to him. Like, oh, my time has passed. Right. Now it's your time. Like, you own this. Like, you represent Japan, bro. Like, yeah, that's super strong and meaningful. And I'm sure Otani's going to try his best to not let him down. Yeah. Like, that'll fuel him his whole career. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Like, imagine your idol in their farewell bringing you up and saying that. Like, it's just, it probably means just so much to him. And he said, like, it was really amazing to hear, especially during that time. And, yeah, that he'll always remember meeting Ichiro, getting his advice. Like, he got hitting advice, style advice. Like, (laughs) for real. 
and he said that he even texted Ichiro and Ichiro even texted him back like wow. <laughs> it's crazy their bond is great and I hope we keep seeing more of like their interactions but yeah that pretty much sums up the offseason for Otani and things related to Otani like we mentioned before he is due to come back in May hopefully if everything goes well and with that said that means we'll be back sometime around May depending on when in May he comes back hopefully nothing later than that because we want to talk Otani right and if anything major happens with him we might do an episode in between and talk about that but most likely it'll just be little developments of Mm -hmm. how he's progressing so we'll just wait until then and give you the news when it's there yep yep and when that does happen and he's playing regularly again we'll be back on a weekly basis this was it for the recap hope you enjoyed and look forward to otani's comeback i am kev and i'm jack and this has been otani comes to america season dos